Welcome to the Talent Development Think Tank Podcast. The number one podcast for learning and talent development professionals. Now here's your host, Andy Storch. Welcome back to the Talent Development Think Tank Podcast. I am your host, Andy Storch, and I'm excited that you're joining me today for another great episode to help you up your game and improve your capabilities in talent development. That is what we are all about. And my guest today is Christine Robertson, again, who is the Internal Communications Manager at Seagate, where she supports the CHRO with various executive communications. And if you have not already listened to our first conversation that came out just a couple of days ago, where I asked Christine a bunch of different questions about effective communications within organizations? How do we manage communications during uncertain times? And with all the noise that's out there in the marketplace, make sure you go back and listen to that. Today is our bonus Q&A round with Christine. I'm going to ask her a few more questions about her career and what she sees in the world of talent development today. So Christine, let's start out with you and uh, thinking back across your career. You've worked for a few different companies and different types of roles around communications. What would you say has been your biggest accomplishment or proudest moment in your career so far? Uh, So far, I mean, it's actually pretty recent. I, I was able to partner and work with a learning and development team to work on a very high priority program that was needed and and asked for from the senior leadership. And the request was to upskill employees for growth areas of the company in a very short amount of time. And so I really was, you know, a very key part in helping the team really think through what this would look like, what the experience would be from the employee standpoint, and then how to communicate it out to them so that we can get engagement, so we can get excitement for people to actually want to volunteer to be a part of this program. And what we did is we really, we went from concept to implementation within five months, enrolling about over a thousand employees from all uh, like 30 major sites that we had. Um, it was a virtual and asynchronous learning experience for them. And, you know, it was it was great because we definitely got traction. We got actually uh, more than we thought we would. And so in some cases, you know, we had to turn employees down because it was just a, an amazing amount of, of activity and, and submissions for applications for this program. And then, you know, within a year or two, I mean, it was only a year within the past year or two, we actually did win an award already. We won a 2022 Brandon Hall Award for Best Learning Program Supporting a Change Management uh, Transformation Business Strategy. So that was just a really cool achievement that I was a part of. I mean, I, I'm usually in the back end. I'm usually, uh, we, we joke because they call me Oz for this specific group because we would come up with superhero names. And I was like, you know, I'm not really the superhero. I'm more like the Wizard of Oz. I'm behind the scenes helping the talking head, you know, talk to to the people. But yeah, that was probably one of the the best accomplishments that we've that I've been a part of recently. That's really cool. I love that, especially because it incorporates learning and development yeah. and a great program that impacts a lot of people. So that's fantastic. Flip side of that, Christine, thinking back across your career, what's been one of your biggest failures or mistakes and what did you learn from it? I think I I have a good drive. I have an initiative. I take initiative to do things. And in some cases that's cause conflict, I feel like. Sometimes when you take too much initiative and move too fast, you miss things, right? You miss, you just miss opportunities. And in one company, I when I first started, I was ready to hit the ground running. I, I wanted to do everything. You know, I was setting up these meetings, doing all these tasks and not realizing that I was 
treading on kind of someone else's roles and responsibilities at the time. And so that didn't rub them the right way. You know, it it mm-hmm. was it was my mistake because I as a new person, I should have really taken the opportunity to get to know the organization, get to know who does what and and how it was run instead of just hitting the ground running as the new person trying to prove myself, right? So I didn't take time to build those connections. And I've really learned that that's an important moment in in any career is to just build mm. those networking relationships with with the people around you to get your job done so that you don't miss anything. Yeah. And I think in my conversations now with with, you know, dozens and dozens, over a couple hundred different people on this subject, I think it's a common mistake that's driven by our desire to prove our value when mm-hmm. we start a new role in a new company. Like they hired me, they're paying me all this yeah. money. I've got to come in and provide value right away when what we all really need to be doing for the most part in the beginning is just listening mm-hmm. and observing and learning, right? And figuring out the lay of the land and the landscape before we start taking action. Because as you mentioned, you have the risk of really rubbing some people the wrong way or making assumptions that are just not true because you just don't have all the information. I think a lot of people have made that mistake over yeah. the years. I agree. But I, I will admit, it's a, that's a good one. But given that you work in communications, I was really hoping for a story of like sending the wrong email out to like 10,000 people or, you know, some type of major communications faux pas. That's so funny, you know, because that actually, I was just talking to my uh, manager about it because he's new and he actually made that mistake too. And I said, you know, I feel like it's always the rookie, like it's the rookie mistake because I've done that. I think I, one time, it's a funny story. At one time I, I sent coming into Seagate, I accidentally sent to all employees a message when I was learning how to send messages through our systems, right? And yeah. I, I just put tests and it was blank. The message was blank. And I <laughs> sent that to every single employee. And I just felt so embarrassed because I was like, I, I can't believe I just did that, you know? And people would come back to me, they'd email and they're like, I received this test and they, they wanted to know more. And I was like, I just felt so embarrassed that that, that happened. So yes. In comms, okay. we, we have our own, we always we have to moment. double check, you know, our boxes before it's always like heart, heart wrenching before we send the communications. Cause we have to make sure grammatically everything's correct, yeah. you know, because it's going to be reflected on our team. Right. Well, that's not too bad test. It could be a lot worse, right? It could be that like oh, man. That email so you meant to send to your significant other <laughs> or your, your, you know, whatever, and then accidentally goes to all employees. So nothing like that. Christine, I know you don't work directly in talent development, but I know you work with a lot of people in talent development, especially you mentioned, you know, working on this big learning and development program. When you think about that world, what do you think is the biggest challenge in talent development or learning and development today? Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like I, I am a part of the talent development team. I work with them a lot. So I feel like I, I really have gotten to know what they're focused on. Right now, I feel like the biggest challenge is just driving people to want to develop themselves. For Seagate, we recently implemented, uh, this year actually, uh, it was a 40-hour learning goal. So every employee has to reach a 40-hour learning goal, whether it's training, whether they go to conferences, whether they do, um, you know, uh, high educational opportunities. But it's, it's really pushing the employees to be accountable, to grow, and to be a part of a growth mindset culture at the company. So I think the biggest challenge for us is change management because I've never been a part of a company where they made that a goal. It was always just like a background. It was 
you know, a subliminal message that we said, hey, you know, work on your development, but we never really were required to. So for the talent development team, it was really enhancing our messaging to show the employees what the benefits were and to make them realize that this isn't something that's difficult, right? We do this on a regular basis. You just have to realize and be accountable to make sure that it meets your career needs or your career skill sets or goals for where you want to go in life. So that was kind of um, currently that's our our biggest challenge is to really help others see their self-worth and and, and engage in, in a growth mindset themselves. Yeah, I completely understand that. Also thinking about talent development, what would you say is the biggest trend in talent development that you're following today? The ones that I'm seeing is the trend is just doing an internal first mentality as far as talent development is we're really looking internally first as far as growing our employees, giving them the first look at opportunities across the, the company and instilling a culture that we really care about. We, we know that we have a great pool of talent to, to choose from and then that we, you know, we have to be able to give them opportunities. So we have a thing called career discovery, kind of a LinkedIn where people can connect with each other. They can choose projects, not jobs necessarily, but projects to help other teams. So we're sharing resources in itself, Ooh. which is cool, you know, so it's, yeah. it's saving the, the, the company money at the same time, helping other teams that may have skill gaps in certain areas fill those quickly because what better better resource to have than your own internal team that you don't have to onboard and, and get ramped up on a certain project. You just go, you know, and, and what's better is they volunteer for this stuff because they want to either share their current skill sets or learn something new. So right now, I think that's a trend. I'm, I'm when I'm hearing and, and hearing uh, other companies talk to it's, it's, I think it's shifting towards that because um, external hiring is obviously, you know, quite expensive. So it's trusting the employees and, and, providing them with different programs, initiatives, and resources to to really want to grow. Yeah, I like that. Christine, is there a book or a TED Talk that you love or has made an impact or that you recommend often to others? Yeah, I just recently watched one and it was very, very impactful for me. It was one about reflection. I, I don't remember the actual name of it, but it was it was really about how to take time to pause and reflect. Mm-hmm. We all we're so busy with our jobs these days with family, with our, our lives that we don't take time to reflect. And what the TED Talk mentioned was, you know, it was necessary to take time to do purposeful thinking, to do written journaling, do audio mm-hmm. notes, or even like discussions with mentors or, you know, sponsors, just to, so that you can reset your brain or get your mind thinking a different way. I think reflection is enabling me to really think through some of the hard, difficult tasks that I've been, you know, dealt with in life and, and in with work. So it it was just really a great TED talk on that. Um, I'd be happy to get the name of it. I can't, I can't think yeah, of it at the top I, of it. I found one personal empowerment through reflection and learning with Dr. Craig. Yeah. Amartier. Yeah. That's the one. That yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Power of Google. All right. That's great. Well, I am a big fan of that as well. I often think and say that one of the biggest things missing for most corporate professionals when it comes to owning their careers, something I talk a lot about and speak on in different companies, is taking time for self-reflection. People just there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of noise, like we talked about. 
people don't take time for it enough. And there's an opportunity really, if you just pause every now and then really reflect on what's going on in your life and your career for you to start to define what's working well, what's not working well, maybe what changes you might want to make and, and where do you want to go? But it really starts with that self-reflection and, and building self-awareness. I think that too, from a comms standpoint, it's it's yeah. so it's such a helpful tool because mm. when you write, you know, I always think it's great to pause, like step away, you know, go eat dinner or something, then come yeah. back to it. Cause then you'll see in some cases, the flaws, some of the mistakes that you're going to make, you know, in the communications mm. and then you always go back to it and revamp it based on a fresh set of eyes. I don't know if this was in the questions I sent ahead of time, but I also like to ask, and this would be interesting since you're in communications, are there any tools or apps or platforms that you really love that have helped make your job easier in communications or just in general? We Well, we really rely on metrics. I mean, communications is always interesting to f- figure out how to quantify our, our success, right? Or, or, if, if we are successful. And so we rely on tools such as the feedback mechanisms to really drive where we're going to go as far as, you know, communication campaigns, communication strategies with the company. So I'd say like feedback surveys, any surveys in general, we also look at our metrics to see if we see any trends for the company. Do open rates happen more in different regions? If so, why, you know? And then just the ability to listen to to different employees' perspectives is just always very helpful because I think sometimes we get caught up in maybe like US centric, you know, thinking that we really need to think globally, especially for a global company. We need to think of how this is going to impact someone in Asia, in Europe. And then as far as tools, you know, we use data analytics constantly and then we share those 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 results with with our leadership teams on a regular basis to help drive future communications. Yeah, makes sense. Okay, last question for you, Christine, for those, particularly for those in talent development, but really could be for anybody that are looking to achieve more success, accelerate their career success. What's one more piece of advice you would give? For me, I just, I think what's driven success um, for someone new or just experiences, just to always keep the employee experience in mind. I, I, in a sense, it's always like I put myself in in their their shoes. You know, yeah. if how would I want to be communicated? How, how would I want this message to be delivered? When do I want it to be delivered? And and who do I want, I want to hear it from? Do I want to hear it from a leader? Do I want to hear it from my own manager, or do I just want to read about it? You know, in the news or or on our internet site. So just purposeful thinking about the employee experience to see how it really touches, you know, any moments in, in a career for an employee is is very helpful, whether you're a program manager, whether you're R&D, you know, think about that. And I think you, you know, you would really help drive success for any company. I like that. Yeah. Great advice there to be successful in any, especially any corporate role, especially leadership role, HR, talent development, communications to really Think about the employees that you're working with, you're communicating with, and try to have empathy for others. And you'll get a lot better in what you're doing. Reminds me of something I I see going around a little more recently. You know, people talk about the golden rule, treat others as you want to be treated. And I've heard of the new golden rule is treat others as they want to be treated. Right? Yeah. So think about what do people really want and how can you communicate effectively with them? Yeah, I agree. 
Well, Christine, this has been great. Thank you again for coming on and sharing some of your experience, your story, your wisdom. I really appreciate it. I know if anybody wants to reach out and get in touch with you, I assume LinkedIn is probably the, yeah. the best way to go. Yeah. I, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. All right. So go connect with Christine on LinkedIn. If you're not connected with me on LinkedIn, send me a connection request. Make sure you follow along with the journey that we have going on. Uh, Christine, I'm grateful for you being a part of this journey and this podcast. Thank you again for sharing. And I look forward to keeping in touch. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Andy. All right. Take care. All right, that will do it for our bonus Q&A discussion with Christine Robertson, who is the internal communications manager at Seagate. Hope you enjoyed that conversation. I always enjoy talking with Christine. Looking forward to talking with her more. May even get her to come lead a call about internal communications in our talent development think tank community soon. If that's something that would be interesting to you or you just love connecting with other people in talent development, come check us out. All the information about our podcast, our blog, our membership community and future events will all be on our one website now, talentdevelopmentthinktank.com. Thank you again for listening and I will talk to you next time. <laughs>